This is Sisterhood Unleashed, a weekly podcast brought to you by two mamas from small town Ontario. Grab a glass of wine and join us. So Clay, I also have chicken in the fridge already cut up for the kids. So you just have to make like chicken, vegetables, fruit. Okay. Do you work today? Okay, perfect. Can you drop the kids off? All right. I'm ready when you're ready. I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you? Oh, it's going. I'm good. I'm good. I'm just chugging coffee this morning. Mm -hmm. What are you up to over the same thing? Same thing. Um, Alex made me a latte this morning, which is delicious, and I'm almost done. But I'm gonna need another one. It was lovely. I was gonna say I gotta keep that cup that cup nice and full. I know it's such a it's such a big one that like it's never really full anyway, but. Yeah, it's good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I had a bit of a rough night. Our middle baby Iris. Yeah, she was up so much. I think she's having growing pains um, from what she was describing in between sobs throughout the night. So her legs hurt, her back hurt. Yeah. Um, She had to go to the bathroom and then, yeah, just up sobbing, sobbing. So she shares a room with her older sister. So, um, Thankfully, nobody else woke up, which was a miracle in and of itself. But yeah, uh, yeah. So she was in, I was in her bed, she was in our bed. We both yeah. ended up on the couch, and then five thirty rolled around. I like peeled my eyes open to Aww. see the sun coming up, and uh, she's curled up at my feet at this point. So poor thing. Yeah, but I remember Rowan doing that a couple of months ago, like just like kind of like waking up in the middle of the night and complaining that her leg hurt, her leg mm-hmm. hurt. And so I wondered if that's what it was. And like nothing ever came from it otherwise, but I did the same, like, you know, just trying to massage it a little bit and rubbing her back and mm. poor things. Yeah. Well, yeah. Clay's like, give her Tylenol. He like mm. creeps up from his pillow. Give her Tylenol. He's not, he's not a good nighttime parent. No offense, Clay, um, if you're listening, but yeah, he just, he's not, he's never been good in the middle of the night. And, yeah. and then having kids just amplified that. But yeah. uh, he, um, yeah, he goes, give her Tylenol. And I don't, I don't recall. I don't know. I don't, I didn't know if that was good, but I do have, I used it a lot after my accident. I had a lot of like mus, what is that? Muscular skeletal pain mm-hmm. in my neck and shoulders. So I use a lot of this Arnica gel. It's a homeopathic cream. I don't know if you believe in that stuff, you know me. Oh, yeah. So I mix that. I use that to rub it in her legs. And uh, I also have a little blend, a pain blend roller from a lady out here um, who makes, I don't know, it's like essential oils. With essential oils, so, yeah. I don't know. I used all yeah. that. Yeah, I don't even know what's on it but, or in it, but you'd probably know better. So, yeah, I use that on her leg as that's well. Good. It's all diluted and stuff. So I feel like if yeah, anything, that's like a – Probably because she was so tired. Yeah. But it's <laughs> a, like a placebo say? effect, right, even for them. Like if I say, like, oh, I got this, like, special, like, you know, special oil that helps and, like, maybe, you know, it just makes them feel better to yeah, – It's comforting, okay. right? And yeah. so, yeah, no, I'm totally right. for that. You know, and if that whole pain is psychological thing, you're right. Maybe it does work that way. So, oh, maybe not. Like, maybe I'm sure it is oh, legit. Well, no, like, I no, don't no. mean like to minimize <laughs> no, that, but <laughs> no, but I mean, just the effect of like saying, like, oh, here I have this special, you know, lotion or special whatever yeah. um, oil to make you feel better. And it smells nice. And yeah, like, yeah, just like physical no, we, touch is like a nice, comforting thing. That's all. We, so. of course, no, we worked with a physiotherapist who I think believed a lot in that um, mm-hmm. and taught us all about like the brain and the mind body connection. And yeah. and yeah, and working on like so. Who knows? I I believe in the placebo 
and all that mind stuff too. So yeah, crazy. How'd you guys sleep last night over there? Uh, Honestly, like Rowan was up too in the middle of the night and she Mm -hmm. has never been a super great sleeper, but um, she's been sleeping through the night for the last, I don't even know how many months. Like she, it's very rare that she's up in the middle of the night and she's three and a half. So that's a good thing that she's not up very much in the middle of the night anymore, honestly. But, um, but no, she was up from like between two and three. I was up with her, um, just for an hour. I don't really know what, like she woke up and she couldn't find her, um, stuffy that she loved. And so I had to help her find that and have some water. And I thought she was back asleep. So I crept back into my room and then she called for me again. She's like, I just really wanted to snuggle with you. And so I stayed in there for a while with her. So that was good. Most mornings I wake up in somebody else's bed. Honestly, I feel like with three kids, like you're just, the odds are not in your favor. Like you're going to be up. And Mm -hmm. I used to say that when people would ask like how it was having like newborn twins and um at the time Silas was a toddler like he was two and a half so I had three kids under three and people would be like what's it like and I'm like somebody's always awake and somebody's always crying like there's just no that that's just what the way that it is right like you just have that so I feel like even with three kids um but the ironic part is that Silas my oldest was at my mom's first sleepover last night so I was hoping that like you know that would reduce my chances of being um, awake in the middle of the night with somebody, but no, no dice. So, and he's actually like my early bird riser gets up before the sun wakes me up to see the sunrise. Like he, and wakes Mm -hmm. up so happy. He is the most like, uh, like the happiest morning person ever. And I, like, he gets that from his dad. Like my husband is such a morning person and I'm like, no, I just can't, I can't do it. So anyway, but it is early morning. We are recording this in the morning. I mean, it's not super early anymore, but I've been up for a while at this point. Right. There we go. You're a morning person. Like you, we've talked about that a little bit. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I am definitely a morning person, but uh, yeah, I like my mornings by myself. (laughs) (laughs) I am. I am a morning person. I like to get up early, usually around 5, 5.30, 5.30 as of late. And then I can get up and I have to, we have, uh, oh, Clay came into the room and he's making hand signals at me. Um, yeah. So yeah, I like to, I like to get up as early as I can and then kind of cram in. I found uh, this kind of worked for me better than a evening. I can cram in some self-care and I have to take care of the doggos and mm-hmm. yeah, and water my plants, even though I guess I'm supposed to be watering my plants at nighttime. Really? Um, I didn't know that. Yes. I keep getting, people keep giving me feedback about watering my plants at nighttime, but again, by the time the kids go down and the sun goes down, I'm passed out. Like I, I bet you, four or five nights a week, I'm Mm. falling asleep with one of the kids at bedtime. And then I wake up at midnight, Clay comes in and shakes me and I have to go in to my own bed. It's, uh, do you give him shit for leaving you there until midnight? (laughs) No, because I like it. Cause you need it. Uh, I was going through a period where if I would fall asleep from say seven 30 till midnight, then I would be like wide awake. Right. But, uh, no, I haven't been. Why do you do that? Yeah. Well, like I'll fall asleep with the kids and like, it's mostly just Silas, like, cause he's always up the latest. Um, Mm -hmm. and he'll, you know, I might fall asleep. And then the other night, like one night last week I did it and I woke up at like nine 30 and Alex was just downstairs Mm -hmm. on the couch and he was like, Oh, and he just thought we were up there talking still. And I was like, no, like I was, there's lines on my face. I was out cold like passed out and you and he's like oh I didn't realize and so like I used to like I I would say if I fall asleep up there and it honestly it happened more often when um like we were going to school and work and 
and stuff, but oh, um, yeah, it's like out of the sure. house. I mean, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, the uh, so yeah, I would always give them shit and say like, you gotta wake me up. You can't leave me there because yeah, I need to just go to my bed. Otherwise, I'll wake up in his bed at you know midnight and then be awake because I just haven't mm-hmm. slept for five hours or four hours or whatever. So yeah, it's funny. Oh, well, I but mean, no, I do love it. Like I love like, of course, but yeah, you get nothing done. Right. Yeah, so yeah. I, I used to have this thing where, I mean, we have, I mean, you and I have talked about this for years since we had our first babies. So we have been like co-sleeper yeah. and uh, some of our kids have slept in a crib. Two of the girls have slept part-time in cribs. Yeah. Um, yeah, we've just, sleeping has never been, it's definitely not linear in our house and mm-hmm. we go into our own beds and then come back and yeah. And so, so oftentimes like there was this, you know, little chunk of time where I could get the girls to just fall asleep on their own. Yeah. The two older girls are in this shared room and I would tell them, we'd sit there with them and then they would get all sleepy and I'd say, okay, I have to go do the dishes because the dish fairy isn't going to come, you know, yeah. and they could sneak out and they'd fall asleep. But as yeah. of late, Iris is, you know, bawling her little eyes out. So it's easier yeah. and, you know, to just crawl in beside her. Right. It is, but yeah, yeah. I mean, nothing gets done. Absolutely no. nothing. Or Clay, thank God is out here, you know, doing the dishes and yeah. Yeah. Kind of taking care of it business while yeah. I'm snoozing in there and then and then I get to get up at 5 30 and start all over again so it's good but if you Just like everybody at 5 30 I think in the, I do yeah I don't even care about I don't care about staying up at 10 9 30 yeah. 10 I mean that's probably not the best for our relationship time <laughs> like that because Clay is not a morning person he's like you so we yeah. have to like in intentionally book time together mm-hmm. um, which we've been doing and and I think that that's been really good so yeah. yeah and that's it's, uh it's it's interesting balancing it all right? yeah and that's one thing like we've always been like we try to do that regularly we started about a year ago on like friday nights or alex works so whenever he's like if he's off on a weekend sometimes we do it on a weeknight where you know and you know with three kids like sometimes it's hard to get a babysitter to go out and do oh. things <laughs> and yeah. also i don't really want to go out especially nobody, during the week like by nobody friday wants night to take all three kids no and by friday night i'm toast because right? it's a so, lot like, it's okay it is a lot uh, yeah, it is okay. And it's a lot. And I'm toast by Friday nights. And mm-hmm. um, so by the time the kids go to bed, a lot of the times we'll just have like a date night at home. And so um, his birthday was on Sunday. And we talked about it. My mom was going to watch the kids and we would go out for dinner. But he said, you know what? Same thing. Like, it's going to be a weeknight because he was working nights this weekend. So we were going to go out actually Tuesday today. And he said, you know what, you, we both have to work on Wednesday. You know, the kids are, if the kids go to your mom's, that's great, but then they're going to be up late and then tired the next day. And we have a babysitter coming Wednesday morning so that I can get some work done and it's just not going to be good. So why don't we just cook at home? And so Silas had already planned with my mom to have a sleepover last night. And so the twins went to bed fairly early and like, you know, by seven 30, they were asleep and we made our own dinner and we do that like once a week, usually it doesn't happen as often during the summer just because we're like busier, but especially during the winter when it's like, okay, like here's our day night at home and we'll cook something different just for the two of us and feed the kids like leftovers or whatever. I had actually, actually went to Costco yesterday. I picked up a chicken and they had like chicken and vegetables and hummus and like that's their favorite thing to have and they eat dinner and then we cooked afterwards. So, but I think you have to make that time. So as long as like you can arrange for that, it doesn't matter. And and Alex is such a morning person like you. So he's up, like he was up before I was this morning. He knew that, um, 
we were going to get up early and record and I had set my alarm and he's like, he was already awake when my alarm went off and he turned it off for me twice. And he was like, come on, you got to get up. Like Amanda's going to be waiting for you. <laughs> and he went downstairs and made me a latte. And I was like, okay, I'm coming. I'm coming. And I'm texting Amanda like, okay, I'm, I'm just making my coffee. And meanwhile, I'm like still upstairs getting dressed. And yeah, so I think you still beat me to you beat me to the to the desk though. So. Barely, barely. You did good. Yeah, but I, I mean, honestly, Steph, I think that's so important and so good. You and Alex have been doing that for, like you said, for such a long time. And yeah. I mean, that's you know making time within parenting and everything else um, for your relationship is. I have learned in the last maybe six months is so important. Mm -hmm. It is something that we were not doing. I think when we're both working full time and then some, and I mean, we weren't doing this with one kid, I know. Um, but when, you know, three definitely changed that. Right. So yeah. I found like, I mean, like so many people listening probably, right. It's, you know, you've got your kids and they're everything and then their school and, mm -hmm. you know, activities and daycare and whatever. And then, your own work and then you try and squeeze in girlfriends like we would make a better yeah. effort i think to have girls night a monthly girls point, night and, yeah which are exactly so important, so important. totally and you know totally. in our relationship you know we weren't doing any of that and i follow so many different forums where people talk about oh my gosh clay is so funny right now he is listening to me okay i will get to your point in a second i think he wants to join us clay, so clay just jump on and i would love you to have a your perspective honey? yeah yeah um where it's all about parenting and, you know, yeah. different styles of parenting and how to do, you know, bedtimes and all these different things, right? Yep. All these different parenting experts. And I feel like nobody talks on relationships. I no. mean, at the end of the day, as a social worker and anything I've learned in terms of psychology, like I think that kids, I mean, we learn what a healthy relationship is. And I will say this all day long. We learn what a healthy relationship is from our parents. It's our mm -hmm. first kind of exposure yep. to to conflict and relationships and yep. love and all of this stuff, right? Attachment that we have with our parents and then the attachment that our parents have with each other, right? Mm -hmm. And so um, we actually, we do a little bit of couples therapy with a really cool, very eccentric and eclectic um, <laughs> therapist at a Dundas. And she, uh, she's a, I think she's, I don't even know, I want to say like more, more gestalt um, style therapy, which you guys more can look what? up. It's a bit, um, it's like, it's a, a gestalt style of therapy. So okay. she really looks at systems. Okay. Um, so family systems, like yep. political structures, all the, all the different systems within, you know, dominant social discourses, all of these things. And then like helps you kind of go inward and then outward. Anyways, it's, I'm probably butchering it. Um, I can share her information. Anyways, her name's Barb. And she, one of the first things she said to us was like, okay, you have four kids. And so of course me, I'm like, I know Barb, <laughs> three girls <laughs> and Clay. But no, Amanda, <laughs> you have three kids and your relationship. You need to work on that by yeah. doing X, Y, and Z, right. Yeah. And making nights. And, you know, even if most of the time, to be honest, we pay for a sitter. So we have girls who will come there, you know, 19, 18, yeah. 19, we are so lucky. They That's are perfect. the, you know, the light of this world. They come in and, you know, and the girls probably love them. Help. Yeah. Love them. Like the yeah. girls love being with my parents as well, of course. but three kids under the is a lot for my almost, you know, 70 year old parents. Yeah. So, um, this is, yeah, this is a really happy medium, but I yeah. think it's so important. And I just find across a lot of different forums that I listen to and parenting experts, they just don't even talk about it. They yeah, don't even talk about it. Like 
it's mind boggling. And I just think like, I mean, it's so important. Yeah. I've heard this from a lot of adults. I want to say adults as if I'm not one, but like, you know, (laughs) people, my parents age, our parents age. Yeah. When I grow up, you know, you, you invest so much time in raising your children and Mm -hmm. God, I am by no means a parenting or relationship expert, but like you invest Mm -hmm. so much time in raising your children. Yeah. Yeah, But uh, you have to invest time in your relationship too, because Mm -hmm. eventually, unfortunately watch this happen with like some you know, relationships that I, people that I love that, you know, your kids are grown up and out of the house. And all of a sudden you realize you guys were so busy raising the kids that like, you don't even Mm -hmm. know who you're living with anymore. And I think that's very common. Like I, you don't have anything in common with your spouse anymore because all of a sudden your kids are gone. Um, I remember being young and like having a friend, I guess maybe we were in, in high school, but my friend knew at that point, like my parents aren't together. Like they're just living together still. Like they just, they're not, Mm -hmm. they're just having problems and whatever. And they basically were staying together for the kids Mm -hmm. and then we're going to separate after the kids are out of the house. And and I think that's very common and like, Mm -hmm. I, it's terrible that it happens that way but it just happens. And so, yeah, I really feel like you have to work at, um, at keeping that relationship, you know, with your spouse really. Absolutely. Yeah. And it feels nurtured too. Sometimes like there's absolutely nothing left to give, right? We've talked oh, about this, I right? Know, you give so I much to your kids, so much to your work, so much to your, you know, friends, whatever. And then, I mean, you were like, okay, what can we do for ourselves? So we're yeah. saying this, Oh, one side of our mouths on the last podcast. What can we do for yeah. ourselves? And what we can, what, you know, and then, oh, and we have to do for our relationship and yeah. we have to do for our kids. Like, and I think this kind of leads nicely into some of the things we want to talk about today. You know, there literally, there are not enough hours in a day mm-hmm. to, to give to everything. Right. Yeah. So, and then you end up feeling like super inadequate. Yeah. Right. So that I think is something across the board, you know, my friends who have, kids, you know, that are three months old, right through to, you know, eight, nine, 10, and and even much older, right? Like you never Mm -hmm. feel like you're giving enough, right? Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, it's quite a balancing act. I imagine. I don't know. Maybe we need, I don't know. Maybe we do need to have another therapist maybe on here to talk about this stuff. Oh God, I'm definitely no expert and neither are you. So no, but we did a bit of a poll and it definitely came up, right? Like this is the kind of stuff people want to hear about. Mm-hmm. So it's a, Well, it's the real life yeah. stuff, right? And this is something that, um, and I think COVID has really, again, bringing that up, you know, I personally have felt like I didn't have enough time before. And then you throw in a global pandemic where you're like, okay, I'm trying to do all of these things at once with limited um, help limited resources, limited, you know, I can't even leave my house to go to work. I'm working from home while my kids are home and doing all of these things. And I'm only giving like, you know, 70% of myself on a good day to each of the people in my life where like normally Mm -hmm. I would give like a hundred percent to each of them. Right. And, and you know, but it's of the important part of my life. And, and then all of a sudden I'm giving 500% of something of myself that doesn't even, I'm obviously not a numbers person, but like, that's not even possible. Yeah. So I, you just do all of the things and then you throw in something like this and your total, like your life changes and your world is thrown upside down. And then all of a sudden you're having to, you know, multitask even more without having mm-hmm. that, without having support of parents or external babysitters or daycare or anything like mm-hmm. that. And, and like, it is life changing. And yeah. I think, you know, um, I mean, I don't, yeah. I think, I think we need to change expectations 
honestly, yeah. Steph, I'm looking here at my notes. I've been reading the Glennon Doyle book that you yes. had sent to me, you sent me. Um, and it talks a lot about universal truths. And so, and I remember learning about universal truths and big T truths and little T truths when I was in sociology courses eons mm-hmm. ago, but basically it's um, the idea behind big T truths is um, that they are the universal or um, like a social construction, right? So dominant right. discourses and social constructions that are, you know, set expectations that are set out for us by um, society, right? And, and generally men yep. um, in higher, you know, positions <laughs> or whatever, right? Saying, yeah. oh, this is what being a mother should be. And this is what all, you know, so we have all these crazy expectations yeah. of what it means to be a good mom and a good wife and a good, you know, employee and yeah. good, 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 good keeps coming up. And it's just, I mean, it's trying to fit everybody in the same, you know, like a round peg in a square hole. And it just, I think it's so smoldering for a lot of people's, you know, who they truly want to be. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, it talked about, you know, I mean, this book is a toy, it's kind of going on another tangent, but it's, you know, talking about how as women, we have to kind of maybe let go of some of that martyrdom. That is, you know, what we think motherhood is supposed yeah. to be or be wife or girlfriend, not even as a mother, just as a human being, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, it's okay to let go of some of that and, you know, kind of tune into what you really need. And, yep. and yeah. Well, like, like society has put that expectation out there for us. And so like, mm-hmm. yeah, we have to do well, this. You- and, and I think, you know, I grew up with my mom was a working mom. And so I look mm-hmm. at that, which is wonderful. And I don't, I wouldn't ever change that. And I know she wouldn't ever change that either, but right. she was a working mom. And so I remember going to school and coming off the bus and having to go to daycare where I had a lot of friends. And again, this was in the early nineties, right? A lot oh, of moms yeah. were stay at home moms. And so I would home. have, Definitely. yeah, I would have friends who would get off the bus and be able to go home. And at that time, I remember specifically can picture being in JK, like kindergarten at the time. And I was going for half days and then I would have to go to daycare for the other half of the day. Mm-hmm because my mom was working. And so, yeah. yeah. And then, and you know, and I would not change that because like my mom has done so many awesome things. Um, and being a working mom for me personally was something that I always wanted to do. Um, you know, Mm -hmm. people always questioned after I had my twins, like when I would go, if I would go back to work, when Mm -hmm. I approached the end of my mat leave, even my bosses at work would say that too. They were like, Oh, like some of us didn't think that you would be coming back. And some of us did. And I said, and there's nothing wrong with being a stay-at-home mom, but I've always had that expectation for myself that I, I'm not meant to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm meant to be a working mom. And so like, those are some of the choices that you have to make. And I think a lot of the stuff that we have to do in our daily lives comes down to a choice and you have the choice to make whether or not you are okay with everything that you're doing. I mean, whether it's you know, like we say, like going to therapy and taking care of your marriage or taking care of your children or whatever you want to do in your life, you're the only person that can make that decision. Absolutely. You are the only one who can do it. And, and beyond yeah. that, I've, I've been reading a lot about choices lately because I think mm-hmm. right now a lot of us have a lot of choices to make as we approach Absolutely. September. The, I read this quote that said, you know, um, making the choice is one thing, but being okay and making that choice right for you is the next step. And so you can make that decision, but then follow through with it and make it work for what you want to do. Um, and I think that's really important. So I have a hard time like making decisions. I, I struggle with that and, and coming out and saying like, okay, um, this is what I'm going to do. But I think once I make the decision, I stick with it and I don't falter on it because 
I, I don't know. I guess that's just the way that I am, but. Well, and you have to, I mean, for me, one of the things, so it's actually come to light that, you know, my husband's having a hard time making some decisions with his business. And for me, one thing that I always, always, always ask myself is what is the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. What is the worst thing that can happen, right? Yeah. If you make a choice and, you and know, it's not you follow right. your gut or you, yeah. you know, do the pros and cons or, you know, but what is the worst thing that can happen? Yeah. Right. Like, so, I mean, I think that helps. Um, I find it, I, I can absolutely relate with you about, you know, feeling like I, I, I mean, I feeling like you have to be working and a mom and balancing all those balls. I mean, I was super, was an M super, super career focused. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm curious, like, I mean, you're working, I'm not working right now. I'm not on maternity leave, but you are working through, you know, the global pandemic and having kids, three kids at home, mm-hmm. um, a lot of uncertainty in the air about school. Like, do you think stuff like is this realistic to be for moms or what are some challenges you're coming up against like how are you feeling with trying to balance you know a career and staying home with your kids like what does that even look like for you I I, I don't know I mean and I used to say this to you when you had the twins right like how how do you do it right but how are you doing it like uh, you know and is this realistic for for parents this has been huge buzzing um, on the internet, right. Is yeah. like, look at how much, so we're, you know, we're taking moms and I say moms primarily because I think that even still today in 2020 moms do a lot of the, you know, behind the scenes work and yeah. on the scenes work for kids. Uh, so I, how are moms going to do this? How are we going to work full time? Because most of our friends do mm-hmm. work, you know, and then do all the work of parenting as well. Right. And yeah. now, like you said, we've removed all of those outside supports and structures. Yeah. Um, so what are you doing? Like, how are, how are we going to make this work? Well, it's funny because I, when this first start, like when COVID first started, I remember it was the, so like the Thursday before March break is when they announced that like, okay, March break is going to be extended for three weeks. And I was at work. Forever. I, right. And at that yeah. time it was like, okay. And I was at work and I said, okay, so I'm going to pack up my computer and take it home with me on the Friday. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to be working from home for the next three weeks. And like, I could still come into the office. I, I think I've mentioned this, but my husband works shifts. And so he's home a lot through the week, which is fantastic. Truthfully, that's the only way that I've been surviving the last like five, six months because um, he is home and like, I can still get work done on the days okay. around. But, you know, at that time I was like, okay, this is a temporary thing. It's three weeks. We'll just do what we have to do. Um, and, and that's what it is. And in three weeks I'll be back and everything will go back to normal. Obviously that didn't happen. Um, and that was in March and now it's August, but I think, and I, it's funny when you said it, that about with the twins too, people would constantly ask, how are you doing this? How are you doing this? I think if you were in this situation, you would do it too. And you just do it. And that's kind of like, right. I just, you, you just do it. Sure. Exactly. And that's kind of my, been my mentality. Um, I've talked to a lot of my coworkers, um, at my office and, and same thing, you know, we're all having these same struggles. Like how are we, uh, parenting and homeschooling and, you know, getting work done. And I know I wasn't the only one, like I'm sending emails at midnight or at 5am or Mm -hmm. catching up on things, um, with Alex being home a couple of days a week that would help. So I would like schedule all of my meetings on the days that he would be here and that I would have like minimal distractions from the kids and stuff. And then on the other days that he was at work, um, you know, we, we used a lot of screen time and like, I would try to do like the homeschooling stuff and activities for them. Um, and it just was what it was. And I think, you know, I, 
this is a global pandemic and so nobody's been in the situation before and my employer mm-hmm. and I think a lot of employers have been really um, understanding with a lot of that obviously right like I sure. wasn't the only one in my meetings that would have like somebody like a kid on my lap for the first little while right and everybody had that I think going forward though like as we said you know um, bringing in so we yeah a lot of our support systems were not available for a long time and now as we start to move towards bringing that all back in again in the last month or so I've had um, just some um, teenage girls come in and help with babysitting and so like on the days that Alex is working I have a help and and my kids are upstairs I'm in my basement office and I'm getting stuff done they're they're usually only here for about four hours but Mm -hmm. it's still enough time for me to get things done and then I can go upstairs have lunch with the kids take the babysitter home and then I just work from up there I just it's maintenance work right like answering emails and doing whatever and then I catch up on anything else at night or the next day if I have to so Mm -hmm. it's just I mean you just do it but as we move toward reopening everything again. Um, like we just, um, I just heard from my daycare and like, they wanted to know what our September schedule was going to be like. And they reopened, at, um, in mid July, my daycare did and said they only had obviously minimal spots. Uh, so we can, we opted to keep the kids home and, and continue what we were doing through the summer and said, okay, well, when school, assuming school will start again in September, we'll do the daycare thing then. Um, and so I just actually last night sent in the daycare schedule for the kids for September. Um, so the twins will go back part-time like they were before. And then on the days that Alex is home, he keeps them home with him. And then Silas is going to be in school. But, you know, that's a tough decision to make. And mm-hmm. I, I still don't really know. It's <laughs> I kind of feel hypocritical because I said earlier, like, you have to make the decision and stick with it. But I still don't really know if that was the right one to make. Um, and I've had a lot of weird conversations and I think there's a lot of not weird conversations, but you know, I I think everybody's really up in the air and it's on, it's a hot topic on everybody's minds and how you feel about sending your kids back to school and back to daycare. And like you, you kind of go back between back and forth between needing that normalcy and like needing to be able to go back to that routine. And like, you know, this is something I think I've talked about kind of, yeah. you know, across a couple different friend, you know, a couple different friend groups and with strangers, literal strangers in the yeah. park. But uh, because yes, yeah, so right now our board is going back. I think all most boards are going back across mm-hmm. Ontario. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's scary. I mean, a, a girlfriend and I were talking yesterday about, um, you know, obviously I guess, I, and, and forgive me, I don't watch the news. I don't know anything about statistics, number of cases, nothing. Like we yeah. literally live under a rainbow here. <laughs> um, However, we were talking about, okay, so if numbers are technically down and then we're taking a ton of kids and dirty kids at that, yep. like my kids are, have runny noses yes. from friggin' what, October until April yeah, on, a totally. good, on a good year. Yep. So now we're in this global pandemic. We take all these germy little kids who can't wipe their own butts, can't wash their own hands, can't, yep. you know, pick their nose. Like kids are full disclosure, I was going through, I did my undergrad thinking I was going to be an elementary school teacher and lasted like literally three days in a daycare. And I was like, <laughs> never will I do this. Um, so yeah, I, it's think kudos to teachers. I think they should have smaller class sizes and get paid more. I could not do their job um, ever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're taking all these kids and we're going to cram them into schools. And then, I mean, our number's going to go up possibly like yeah. I'm going to guess so. And then 
those kids are all coming home. Right. And then we're exposing them to grandparents and, you know, uh, I think it's going to be a bit of a disaster. I am honestly, so my kids, so one of my kids is in school. Um, so she'll be going back to school and then the two younger kids, when I go back to work, will be going into daycare. Um, and Yeah. yeah, I, I think I'm kind of going into this with the expectation that we're going to get to the fall and they're going to have to shut her down again. I don't know. That is my, I have no inside scoop, nothing. I'm just thinking this is probably what's going to happen. Um, yeah. And it's, and it's scary because I don't know how they're going to keep numbers down. If this is truly as in, you know, easy to spread and, you know, dangerous and all of this stuff, I think as soon as we kind of open back up those, you know, the, the education, the institutions, you know, and then the flip side is, well, mm. are you going to regret it? Like, should we just keep them home? But yeah. I cannot, I mean, there's no way I can, I can work and yeah. homeschool my kids properly. Right. Yeah. So yeah. If I, I were know. to keep them home, there's, there'd be, uh, I don't know. Am I making the wrong decision? Right. Like, I, I, don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If I, I were know. to keep I mean, my home, my kids home, there would be zero homeschool happening. Like there just wouldn't be. I, I tried it in the spring with Silas and yeah, my oldest is in school and the other two are, my younger ones are three and a half. So they're not even starting kindergarten this year. They don't go till next year. But like, mm-hmm. you know, it's hard with different age groups too, because I can do some activities for him, but they're just that much younger that like they can't yeah. quite do the same activity. So then I'm setting up, you know, two different things. And, and um, I, I have a work computer and I have an older computer for him to do some schoolwork on, but like, you know, again, I'm trying to work through the day and then we're doing his homeschool stuff at in the evenings or, you know, on days when Alex is home and it just wasn't working. And I just decided, you know what, we're going to do our thing. He's, he's five. So we'll, you know, we'll, we'll be fine. But, um, for any of the kids who are older and like parents having to homeschool them in the spring and, and like that, I felt, you know, as you get into like grade three, grade four, even a little bit older than that, Mm -hmm. um, where they still need some help from, an adult, but, um, yeah, I just, oh, it was just, just messy. Right. And, and like you said, there's no, there's so many questions and so much doubt and guilt and, oh my God, like you think you feel mom guilt on a normal time and then you throw in something like this and it's like, yeah. And you know what? I was talking to another friend actually. So I've been talking about this a lot yesterday. Debbie and I were talking and you know, it's, she, I mean, her opinion was that this year is going to be a bit of a write-off because realistically, if the teachers are going to be so preoccupied with infection control and wearing masks, so especially for the primary kids, like realistically, how are kids even going to learn to sound out words and letters? And you you take a bunch of JKSKs and you're trying to teach, you know, ah, 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 but like all the sounds of letters and whatever. And then it's, and you're wearing a mask. She was telling me, you know, I think that this year, like I'm kind of going into it expecting this year is going to be a bit of a write-off as well. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're going to have to work extra hard in the evenings Mm -hmm. to, you know, to do more reading and more homework. Right. Right. Which I think is something, you know, and this is not even just within the education system. I see this in the healthcare system as well. We have created such a culture of dependency. So people are dependent on the healthcare system to take care of their aging parents and their ill family members. And we're dependent on the school system to do all the teaching. Like this is across the board has always been a problem. Um, and I think that, yeah, her opinion, and I think it, you know, I've definitely been thinking about it a lot is that we're not going to be able to depend on teachers to do everything. Mm -hmm. Um, as parents, we're going to have to really step up and make time in our already cram packed, crammed, exhausted evenings to, to do that teaching and do that reading like more so than ever before. Right. So, I mean, maybe it's going to be, yeah, it's yeah, it's like you said, it's going to be 
chaos. It's going to be chaos, but it's good to know that employers are being a little more understanding than they might've been, you know, in the past about snow days and sick days and all those things. Right. Because yeah, yeah what are we going to do? What are you going to yeah, do about it? Right. Totally. Oh no. And like mine has been even for that, for that kind of stuff, snow days and sick days. And like, you know, They're always they, mine has been fantastic. Yeah, I can mine never too. complain I'm so about lucky. that. Yeah. yeah I'm so, um, I've always been, but people don't always have that. Right. Yeah, like, totally. Very lucky. Totally. <laughs> I've talked to a lot of teachers. I have a lot of teacher friends and, and, um, it's like, I was talking to my one girlfriend over the weekend about it. And she said, just even the way that like classrooms are going to be set up, um, Mm -hmm. they've taken away a lot of like, you know, obviously they have to implement social distancing within the classrooms. And so she was mentioning how they would have like a half moon shaped table and where there'd be like four or five Mm -hmm. kids sitting around it and she'd be in the middle and they can't have that anymore. And she's like, that's when I like have, you know, small group time. And like, that's so important. And she's going to be teaching in a primary division um, grade this year. And and so, you know, like, these are the, like, that's the hard part. And for kids in younger grades, especially, I feel like who need that time and need, you know, oh, that, hands that on. hands-on kids, learning yeah. and teaching kids and stuff. Right. Yeah. Kids need to be, you know, if they fall, can you, can teachers even like hug the kids now? Well, because that's just it. I have a huge, I mean, I don't, this will probably get me in the hot water. It's a very polarizing subject, but I am not, <laughs> and I have background in infection control, um, training and whatnot, like very high level. I am not a nurse, but yeah. I, I think that masks in the sense that they're being worn and used currently are not very effective. Yeah. Uh, so taking a bunch of kids and putting them in masks, I don't agree with. I, I think that it's silly. I think that being, you know, covering up our faces is going to hinder a lot of social and emotional development skill, like development and skills that are so important. So, I yeah. mean, this is a whole other topic. And like I said, I know a lot of people aren't going to agree and I guess it's my opinion. Right. But yeah, I didn't even think about like the group work. Right. I didn't yeah. think about that. Like, yeah. How are they, you know, when they can kind of all sit together and create with, play-doh or whatever right like that's not that so that's not gonna be happening I didn't even think of that exactly yeah I don't even know and like that's gonna take that's gonna take a lot away from the classroom yeah And, and I know this has been a big thing for me is like I can't provide that same instruction and learning environment in my home. I'm not meant to be a homeschooler. That's not my thing, but I can't provide that for my kids in my home. They need to have that at school and the social interaction and stuff, but are they going to be getting it? Right. And it's funny when the daycare should be keeping them home. Yeah. I don't know. And then when the daycare, um, (laughs) when the daycare reopened (laughs) and they set out their guidelines and they said, you know, like, um, and these all came from the ministry, not like just from my daycare. So this is like across the board, but, or across the province, I should say, um, you know, um, there needs to be like, even in the infant classrooms, cause there is an infant classroom at my daycare. And so for kids who are under a year, under 18 months, if you know, you're feeding a baby, you have to have a barrier between <gasps> yourself and the baby, which could just be a blanket. Right. But it needs to be something yeah. that's removable and washable. Um, okay. to kind of keep that while you're holding the baby and giving a baby a bottle or like, you know what I mean? So it's things like that where it's like, yeah, like that's so tough. I don't even know. I don't, there's just no right answer. I don't even want to get into it because whatever no. any parent is choosing to do has to be the right choice for them. Um, but it's hard. And I know no. that we're not the only ones struggling with this. No, and like, no, no. And I it's going to be, yeah, it, I, no, we're not the only ones. Yeah. And I think it's going to, and it's not just going to be the school system. So I work in healthcare and I am a very hands-on practitioner. So I go in and of course, with people's permission, like I work with seniors. A lot of them are very, you know, end of life or palliative or elderly. Sure. Or and I am 
holding, like holding on to people a lot of the yeah. times. I mean, some of my interviews and assessments are literally me, you know, they'll be like, oh, come here and sit on the bed. And, you know, people are in, you know, very unwell. And, and I think touch and human interaction is yeah. such a big part of who I am and what I do. Like I don't, I can't even fathom yeah. not including that in my I work. Know. So, and I think, you know, for kids under the age of 18 months, they need to be held and coddled and, you know, cuddled. And I uh, just, honestly, I guess I haven't even been thinking of those things because I've been at home, but wow, how stressful this has to be for so many people. Like yeah. what is the right decision? That yeah. is, you know, got to be the answer on so many parents' minds right now. Totally. And yeah, I mean, I think we kind of look at it the same I, I kind of feel the same way that you do in that, like I'm, I'm half expecting, you know, schools to be shut down again at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to go and, and go back to school and go back to daycare in September and try it and, and see what happens. Um, but, yeah. but there's always that constant, like, okay, so am I putting my kids health at risk? Am I putting their mental health at risk by like sending them back or not sending them back? Am I putting their physical health at risk? By doing that, either of those things, like there's just no good answer. And I think no. I keep seeing this meme floating around saying like, you know, whatever, um, you know, whatever decision the mom makes or the, the parents make are, you know, that's the right one for them. And, and mm-hmm. all we can do is be supportive of that, which is true. Mm-hmm. The other thing that I saw that popped up was that, which I really liked also is that, you know, I'm setting the tone for my kids. I need to find what it said, but, um, you know, whatever, however this school year or, you know, September year is going to go, I, my kids are going to take the lead from me. I'm going to set the tone. So I have to go in and be kind of positive about it or, Mm -hmm. you know, I think it's important to remember that like the kids are so intuitive and they're going to see, they're going to pick up on our stress. And they're going to, sure. yeah, yeah, they're going to pick up on all of the worries and fears mm-hmm. that we're having. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I and- think, I think it is absolutely okay to expose kids to a little bit of, you know, uncertainty and anxiety and all of those things. But yeah, I think if we can, you know, do our best to make a decision that works for our family. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. a super valid point yeah. and go with it. <laughs> and, you know, I think adaptability is going to be really needed skill in the coming months. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, which is pushing a lot of people outside of their comfort zone, right. Yeah. Change, um, uncertainty and totally. uh, is, is huge. Right. And yeah. we are not in control. That's, that's a really hard thing. Right. So none of us yeah. on the front lines of being parents are in control of the situation. We're literally at the mercy of, you know, decision makers. Exactly. Um, that are saying, okay, you know, it's unsafe. Let's do this. And then it's just crazy because it's, it is different across each province, right? As oh well, yeah. Is what's going on, but uh, that's a whole other political thing. So, so true. Um, but yeah, this is, you're right. You're right. Kids are going to look to us. Right. And I think moms have to be kind to each other, moms and dads. Right. So if yeah. you just decide to send your kids back to daycare so you can work from home if your office isn't open, that's okay. That's what you need to do. Right. Exactly. I did. I watched, I follow a mom. I can, uh, Renee is her name and and she was getting quite a bit of backlash for sending her little boy to daycare and staying home to work. I saw that. And it's just, it's, it's, it's ludicrous, right? Like realistically, if that's what works for her family, that's okay. Right. So, and we just have to keep that in the back of our minds. Everybody's going to be doing something a little different. This is going to come to a head again when they do get a vaccine. Right. And some people are going to vaccinate and some people are not. Um, Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting, right? It is what it is. Right. And I think that's the larger um, philosophy that a lot of us, like I've really tried to remember is like, okay, Mm -hmm. every parent has to make the right decision for their kid. Mm -hmm. And like, that's not my, 
that's not mine to judge. It's not mine to right. you know, comment on or whatever. And I try to take that view, um, when it comes to everything, you know, we talk yeah, about, yeah. you know, when it, whether, what it's about feeding your baby, if you're breastfeeding, bottle feeding, um, co-sleeping, mm-hmm. all of the things that plagued us kind of not plagued us. That's a terrible analogy to make right now, mm-hmm. but all the things it that is, we, those are the but, things that, you but all the things that, yeah, we struggled with yeah. when our kids were babies and, you know, you and I would have so many late night conversations about this mm-hmm. kind of stuff and like what we're doing and all of those things you know, whatever you're doing is the right decision for you and your baby. But that Mm -hmm. applies even as your kids are older. And I remember thinking, I don't know if I've said this to you. I said this to someone recently. I remember thinking when Silas turned a year old, like, okay, we made it. Like we did it. We got through Mm -hmm. the first year and like Mm -hmm. feeling like so triumphant about that. And then realizing afterwards, like, shit, that's just one year. Like I, this is a long haul. We have so many other hills to overcome. Right. Um, and you know, we've talked about this bigger kids, bigger concerns, bigger problems. Right. Um, and this is just how it's going to be. So I love everyone needs to go into September or whatever's coming with that same mindset. Like this is the choice that I'm making for my kids and my family. Um, or even if you don't have kids, if you decide like you're not going back to an office environment or whatever it might be, um, this is, this is my choice and, and Mm -hmm. this is what it is and just, yeah, respect Mm -hmm. it. And what is the worst that can happen? So if you send your kids back and then come October, you are so, your anxiety is through the roof and you cannot send the kids to daycare because you're nervous that they're picking up X, Y, and Z, then you can change it. You can reevaluate in October. I think one of the things that we do to ourselves, and I don't, you know, I do, I'm guilty of this as well, is we make a decision and then we think, oh my gosh, it's written in stone. It's true. This has to be the rest of my life. No, Steph, if come October, you don't want to send the twins because there's so much illness going around the daycare and, you know, it's too much and it's stressing you out and you have to say, okay, I'm going to work. You're going to go back to this, what you're doing right now. That's okay too. Right. Like it's okay to make changes. Right. Like I think, I don't know. And that I know my daycare is very much going month by month. It almost seems like when she's planning, um, you know, what's going to work for you for September, what's going to work for you for October, because again, we just don't know. Right. So, and it's okay if you, you know, have a flight, uh, I always say I'm recalculating my flight path. If you have a plan and you need to change it, that's mm-hmm. okay. That's mm-hmm. okay. In fact, I think that that's part of, you know, I don't know, it's Just part of life. the beauty of being human, right? Yeah. It's okay to make a change and to make, you know, if, if something in life or, you know, in parenting or whatever isn't working for you, I think it's really cool to be able to say, I'm going to try something else, right? And this is not, I'm going to go out on a limb and say, this is not something that was modeled to me as a kid, right? Like my mm-hmm. dad was from the old school where he worked for, you know, in the same job for 42 years. Right. And, oh, I've got a baby up and, you know, got his pension from that employer and, you know, all of this kind of, that was, that was the decision he made. Right. When he went into that job yeah, and then he worked there for his whole life, you know, come thick or thin. Right. And there wasn't those, those changes weren't, you know, made like that. Right. Whereas today, I think that, you know, our kids are going to see, we just don't have that anymore. I mean, who do you know can go and work for the same place for 40 years? Nobody. Right. I I think people are more, you know, we're exposed to more and we have more opportunities to learn and grow and change. And I think that's the beauty of um, being alive right now. Right. So if we can kind of apply that principle to, to this next chapter, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and kind of, like you said, we're the writers of our own stories. So if, if we go into this with, you know, as open of a mind as possible and model that for our kiddos, that'll help them. Right. And kids, honestly, they're so resilient. Oh, I and know. They are sometimes they're so they're both kids are both intuitive and oblivious. And I think that's totally. the, the way they have those opposite poles, I think is so, uh, I mean, is is such a big part of what makes them resilient. Right. Because yeah, yeah. okay. They can, 
they're going to be nervous and it's going to be new for them and they're going to see their teachers in mass but you know what they're yeah. going to go along with the flow way better than us yeah way better totally. than us right so yeah. um you know especially for kiddos who aren't dealing with you know a, a whole ton of you know stressors and things like that right i mean yeah. I think, I think for the most part, they're probably going to be okay. It's going to be the parents that are having a hard time with things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's always, there's always stress when you like send your child to school. And I remember saying to someone, uh, a coworker of mine, their little, her little guy is going to um, JK this year. And she's Mm -hmm. like, I didn't expect to be this like emotional about it. And I said, you know, honestly, like I was a puddle on Silas's first day of school. And like, right. Yeah. Oh, I dropped him off at school and like, had a hard time leaving the parking lot after he went in the building, you know, and he went in smiling and waving, like he had a great drop off and was totally great with it, you know, and I was so grateful for that, that he was, you know, obviously nervous. I could see that he was nervous, but confident enough that he could go in and, and be okay. And like, he mm-hmm. knew very few kids and, um, but he was excited. And I, like, I was such a mess that day. And I feel like I'm like that on every first, I mean, we've had two first days of school, like he's going into grade one. So this will be number three this year. And I feel like I'll be like that again. Like you just, you just don't know. It's so hard not seeing and learning about what they're doing all day. And, and obviously like teachers are awesome and there's technology to update you on things like that. So I, I, that's not the point, but you're always going to be, um, not stressed about it, but you're always going to be thinking about what your kids are doing. And I think, um, my mom has said that, like, even when your kids are 30, you're always concerned about what they're doing and if they're okay and how they are. And, and, you know, even when I'm, you know, married and have kids of my own, she's still constantly, you know, thinking about me and that's just how it is. That's part of being a parent. And so I think we're going to have that regardless, but, um, mm-hmm. even without and it is going to be amplified, right? Yeah, it is definitely going to be pandemic and the virus and all of this, but yeah. It, and we're going to get through it mm-hmm. on some level. Right. We have to. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I think this was good. I'm glad we got some of this conversation out there. I know. I know. I've had a couple of people. No. And I've had a couple of people yeah. say like, talk about going back to school. And I, you know, I think mm-hmm. I, I shied away from it and I know we, you kind of did too. We talked about it a little bit, mm-hmm. but like, it's such a personal decision. It's like politics at this point, right? Like you don't know. Yeah. Oh, it is. Everybody it is. has it's to make like, their do own. Do you talk about it? Do you talk about it? It's fight club. Yeah, Are we talking not, about fight like, club? Oh yeah. yeah, totally. And even the, it's the same as the masks. It's, Mm-hmm. It's back to school. It's the immunity. Like it's all so very polarizing yeah, yeah. and everybody has a different opinion. And I have been in so many conversations where I'm, we're just going to have, I, you know, I have to say, put my shield. Okay. That's how you feel. Yep. And this is how I feel. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. You are not going to find an entire room of people who agree with you on, on this subject. So, yeah, exactly. um, but such is life, right? Yep, so that's right. here we are. Yeah. 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 Okay. So now I'm just jumping ship to That's another, okay. another topic, but we always every week talk about something, something that we were into mm-hmm. or, uh, yeah, something new you learned about. What was your week like? What, uh, where are you at right now? Is there anything you want to share? Um, my week has been really good. So I mentioned earlier, it was Alex's birthday on the weekend and mm-hmm. we, um, we just put a deck on the back of our house. We built our house three and a half years ago, but, um, our backyard has been pretty, I mean, our whole outside is, you know, taking a back seat. We have no landscaping or anything yet, but we, he built a deck this year. He was able to find some 
deck boards in the midst of a wood shortage but, <laughs> or lumber shortage. Um, and for his birthday, I bought him a projector with a screen so we could like have family movie nights outside on the deck. And so we did that on Saturday night. Um, and we had a couple friends over and their kids. And so that was just such a nice, like, mm-hmm. it just gave me this vision of like, I don't know, I guess I have like, my kids are at such a fun age right now, but I feel like it's only going to get better in some ways because, you know, as like, like my twins are three and a half when our kids, we always say like when our kids are like five and seven or like seven and nine, you know, it's going to be like, they can stay up a little bit later. They can, mm-hmm. can watch movies that are like not, you know, frozen. Um, and like things like that we can enjoy and do as a family. And so we always like joke about that, but I think that's something that's was a favorite. Cause I think we'll be able to, um, get a lot of use out of that over the next few years. But um, yeah, just like spending a lot of family time and it has been my my love for the week. And we had like a date night at home last night. So he cooked and I'm pretty sure he's doing all the dishes right now because we definitely left them all in the sink at night. Um, we both love to cook, but um, he's very good at like cleaning up the mess that I make when I'm cooking. So I was happy to let him do that this morning. <laughs> where did but, you Where did you get your projector? Or did you just order that from Best Buy or something? I actually got it on Amazon. I looked at a bunch of different ones. Oh, um, and I looked at, yeah, like I looked at Best Buy, I looked at Costco. Mm-hmm. Um, and we didn't need anything too fancy. A lot of them are marketed towards more like businesses, right? Where you're using it inside for presentation mode. But I just yeah. want something that was, um, you know, like – durable enough it was still like you know it's not super cheap but it was an investment for sure um, but it wasn't okay. terribly expensive I want to say it was under $300 um, my mom got a screen for him as like her birthday present to him too so we had the screen set up and I mean we probably could just project it right on the house but yeah um, or on a sheet or something but yeah so it actually came with like the command hooks and so this the command hooks are now there on the side of our house and we can take yeah. the screen on and off and uh yeah. So I just got on Amazon and had really good reviews and it did a great job. And so it was just so fun. Like the kids thought it was the greatest thing just oh, like sitting awesome. out there and yeah. You um, have to share the link for that. I will. I, what a fun idea, right? And I it will. just reminds me the drive-in theaters are actually open right now. Yes. And I guess they are sharing or sharing, playing uh, old movies. I know I, my niece I was there that. saying she was watching The Mask this ah! last week and I was laughing, you That's know, so as funny. we were reciting our favorite lines from The Mask. But yeah, it's uh, that is such a good idea. And especially when you live in the country or I mean, you probably do it in subdivision. Probably, like, yeah. What a fun activity for the kids and, yeah. and you guys as well. You know, have your glass of wine and sit back and watch the, the big screen. My kids yeah, that, we just so. hooked up the, um, we have a Chromecast and so we just hooked yeah. that up to it and oh, streamed like now. Netflix or Disney plus or whatever. So yeah, really cool. I think we'll get a lot of use out of it for a Mm. lot of summers to come. So, Mm. oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Good for you guys. Yeah. How about you? What are you loving? What's up with you? You know what? We went last weekend. I don't think I've talked to you about it since we went or last week. So my husband's self-employed. So we have the, the luxury of traveling kind of whenever he's a little bit slow. So we just went for an overnight up to, and it has been actually our second time going there, the Nottawasaga Inn and Resort in I guess it's Alliston, which is just south of Barrie. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had a girlfriend who was visiting her parents up there. She Mm -hmm. was down from Vancouver. Um, I haven't seen her in in probably two years. So it was pretty magical to see her. Um, And then we saw some other friends up in Barrie as well. I haven't seen since her little guy was born and since the pandemic. So, you know, it was just so like, it was soul food getting up there. We just went for one night. It rained the entire time, which (laughs) seems to be the theme of our, it's a drought when we're at home and then raining when we're away this summer, which is okay. Cause that's just, you know, the way it needs to be. We need the rain, but, uh, 
yeah, we stayed at the resort. It was so clean. Oh, that's <laughs> nice. They were cleaning everything. The pool was spotless. The poor kids, they were literally, if you touched the door, they were Lysoling or whatever, I right? Bet. Like it was, yeah. It, yeah. So it was, we felt very safe. We did have to wear masks in the common areas. Yep. Um, but yeah, all in all, it was a beautiful, you know, little get together. Um, yeah. And it was That's nice so just nice. to get away for a night. Right. And it's, it's yeah. close. It was three hours. We actually stopped at Bond Mills on the way up, which cool. that was, so my Nora is such a shopping queen. So yes. she was an only child for three years and I am a huge huge time, you know, adventure. I go on little adventures when I'm off and we would go shopping all the time. So she yeah. just, Vaughn Mills, oh my gosh, she saw Legoland in there yes. and all the stores and she just, mama, can we please come back here? This is so cool. Oh, she just thought it was the best. So a girl after we my booted heart. through there, her and I, oh yeah, That's you cool. honestly, Steph, you could take her and Rowan shopping for the entire day. Hilarious. She would not stop for her I birthday actually. I, we should, yeah. Yeah. She's, she says to me, I want to get a hotel. This is because I want to get a hotel room. Bring some friends, go get pedicures and go on a shopping spree. Oh my God. But then she wants a home party too. So that's hilarious. (laughs) I mean, nothing, not too much, right? For August, end of August birthday. But uh, yeah, so we did that. That was our week. Um, This past weekend, we ate a lot. We actually stayed home Sunday and cook. I I made appetizers. You know, I'm not a big cook um, in general, but I do have certain things that I like to do. We love appetizers. So we mm-hmm. just eat those and play used to smoker for the day. So everything smells a little smoky around here. Yeah. But yeah. We just ate and, and watched the hockey games. So hockey has been on in our house pretty nonstop, Same. which is not really, not really my thing. I'm not going to lie, but Same. I just gabbed, I gabbed through the whole game. So lucky clay. Um, but it's, at least yeah. it's new hockey and not old games. Cause forever yes. when there yes, was no sports true. on, we were watching like games from the 90s. 1980s or like oh. one day before we came to your house we were watching the calgary stampede from last year and like why? which is fine like cool to watch or whatever but why are we watching no from i would have poked my eyeballs years. yeah no. yeah no 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 so yeah. you know what else i got into the jeffrey epstein docuseries yes, have you watched that? that no i can't stop i can't stop watching it yeah, i'm addicted yeah. yeah but like how awful what an awful story if you yeah. are not for the what is it the faint of heart mm-hmm. um could definitely could be a little triggering too because it's about some pretty awful things but yeah, yeah i'm hooked on that so i'm watching that every chance i can when my kids aren't around me and then of course try and read the glennon doyle untamed which i think we should talk about that we, one. we will have a mini book club on that book, book club, because a mini there's book so club. many it is, yeah yeah there's so uh, many yeah. passages that like oh. Oh, I'm, know, I'm so good. I'm highlighting. Listen, listen, this is, I am a nerd. I'm highlighting. I have sticky notes. I have yeah. a notebook where I'm yeah. writing. Yes. So look at Glennon Doyle and I'm going, she, yeah, it's, uh, everybody should be reading it. this book. It is love very, it. yeah, very, very good. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's it. So everything, everything. I just love life. Cool. I know. I know. <laughs> that's good though. Me too. I kind of feel like that too. Like it's just yeah, like, it's, yeah. And summer's winding it's down. Okay. It's mid-August. I know. And I, it's like, I always see that the, that meme where it's like August is the Sunday of summer. And so like you want to cram, cram in everything mm-hmm. that we're doing. Oh, but yeah, I feel that too. I said so to my funny. mom, I said to my mom too the other day, it feels like because now knowing that like things are going to go back to somewhat not normal, whatever new normal, mm-hmm. um, we're going to get back into a, a better routine in September. And it's like, I feel like this is the end of my mat leave. Like, you know, when you like are approaching mm-hmm. the end of mm-hmm. something and you know, you're going to go back to work. So we're just kind of like yeah. trying to cram and everything mm-hmm. and you'll never believe what we did last night actually amanda what did you what do we did we booked another campsite stop yeah 
Yeah. Where are you going? So Alex always grew up camping in Port Burwell, which is about an hour away. Yes. And they, yeah. yeah. So he had been since we had a great time when we went camping with you. I still I'm I'm gonna go on the record and say I still don't like camping and I never will yes. truly it's like okay it. to make this yeah. change in your life. It's okay. You no. can tell us you love camping. Poor Burwell is not that far from you. It's, it's not it's no. very pretty out there. It is. And so no. like It'll be fun. I we haven't told the kids yet. They'll be so pumped because they've been talking about going camping. And Rowan's thing right now is like she misses things. So like anytime she doesn't see something for a longer period of time, I miss camping. When Daddy's at work, I miss him. I miss I miss oh. my parents have a yellow car. I miss Nona's yellow car. I miss like just like silly things like that. So she like yeah. it's come up so much. I miss camping. The boys loved it. They want to yeah. go camping again. Um, so, and you're yeah. staying in a tent for two nights. You didn't buy a yeah. trailer that no, you're not telling me about. No, God, wow. no, no. I'm not ready to commit to that yet. Although, I if we had a trailer, I would like it more. I'm sure. Oh, I we did. You however, buy one of those big mattress. thirty foot RVs. Oh, oh my yeah. God, no, no. No, I would do like, just like a pop-up tent trailer would be good for me. Okay. Just something like, cause I can deal mm. with using the comfort stations, although there's no showers available right now, but like whatever, it's two nights, we'll go swimming uh, in the beach go and we'll be fine. Like, I'm not worried about yep. that, but yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, there were so many noises last time and like, <laughs> but like I said, you know how I said Silas is, wakes up and he's like the most happy like the happiest morning person when we woke up camping that day in Selkirk, he was like, mm-hmm. Oh, I had the best sleep. I'm so glad my body had a good Aww. rest. And like you slept from midnight until five 30. Like you're, mm-hmm. there's no way you had a great, but he was like five and a half hours. And he was like, That's Oh, cool. this is great. I love camping. I had a best, the best sleep ever. And I'm like, uh-huh. meanwhile, like on the ground. Cause our air mattress was terrible. So yeah. we did buy a new did air you mattress. Did you get a new one? You yeah. can get pi- like ours is a legitimate pillow top air mattress. That's what we got, like a big, thick, like air Yes, that's what I have too. Yeah, you need the deep pocket sheets if you're bringing any. So so. good. Oh, you guys are going to have the best time. And you know what? You just make these little family memories, right? And the kids are not going to look back on 2020. I mean, now I'm going to go off on another tangent, but I know uh, my uh, my mom and some of her same age peers were really struggling because a lot of their, you know, what their baby boomer vacations got canceled. Yeah, And because of COVID and they were super bummed, which I get it. They've worked their whole lives for retirement and want to travel. So um, you do you. But anyways, they're super bummed and so eager to do these big vacations again. And you know what? Like right now, our kids don't even need that, right? Mm-hmm. And I was also admittedly bummed that I couldn't get on a plane and fly anywhere. But we've Absolutely. just been day tripping and doing little micro trips like that. And yeah. uh, there, you know what? It's uh, it's definitely, you know, still, you know, allowing you to rejuvenate. And yeah. the kids are going to look back and be like, oh my God, we used to go camping with my mom and dad and it was so much fun. And, you know, lo and behold, they were going 20 minutes away from home, right? So good for you guys. That's awesome. That actually leads me next week or later this week, we have, um, we're going to be talking with a little local um, company um, about, I guess, what could be staycations, right? Mm -hmm. For us. Mm -hmm. So, so that'll be fun. We're finally getting to that. So um, we've got a couple, couple really cool guests lined up. 
tips for you guys. So, um, so yeah, I'm looking forward to the next week as well. So we do have a lot of great stuff coming up in the next couple of episodes. So, um, and thanks again, everyone who answered our little polls and stuff. Um, that's so helpful to us because we're trying to figure out, you know, when the best time is to, um, release episodes and record and stuff. So we're trying Mm -hmm. this out and I think this early morning thing is going to work better for us. So Except I'm now done my coffee, so I'm gonna you need to go and make another uh, one. yeah. And your kids are awake, and mine are too. Can you hear too, my so. kids playing? Yeah, but they're yeah, fine. I'm like, in the kitchen. Just... Maybe next time. Maybe next time I will build an office. Why don't you just build come our here next, next time? House? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh. You should come Perfect. to my house next time, and we'll just school. hide in the basement, and yeah, yeah, it'll be good. Can I sleep over? Sure. I have a brand new air mattress for you to sleep sleepovers. on. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right i'm gonna go I make like another cup and yeah i know okay. except i snore remember we tried this before oh that's right i can't yeah. sleep over you with can't you sleep with oh my me. gosh so funny but i'm a snore <laughs> i'll go sleep with alex oh you think all i'm right. a snore wait till you Does hear he him snore? you both oh snore? totally yeah totally you we just drag children. each other out no wonder Why, they, they wake up in the middle of the night. Yeah. Yes, from all it's the all your fault. Oh, <laughs> I, it's all coming together listen, now. I can't stand snoring. My mom snored when I was a kid and I think I'm traumatized That's so funny. from it. I, yeah. If Clay, if he sleeps flat on his back, if he's really tired, he snores and I just yeah. wake him up or I go sleep downstairs because I cannot even handle the faintest <laughs> sound of breath through somebody's <laughs> nose. Or mouth. It's so awful. I told you that. You and I did try to have a sleepover. I forgot While about we were that. Both I remember I said to you. Pregnant. We were both pregnant. so pregnant. And what did I say to you that morning? I Buddy, like, I, I love you, but you snore. Sleep with- yeah. I can't fucking <laughs> sleep with I you. And that's what it, that's exactly you what you said. I love you, but, but you snore. You snore. I forgot about that. You okay, know what? No we were so pregnant. You had a fan blowing like right in our faces because we were out of country's <laughs> hot, whatever. But like, you know, like that air like blowing right in my face will make me all nasally and snorry, I'm sure. So it's oh, your fault. That's funny. It is my fault. Sorry. But no, it's your fault. It's the way you were born because <laughs> You're admitting that you're still snoring. Yeah, so. totally. I totally That's do. funny. I'm perfect. I sleep perfectly still. For I three hours. Enjoyably. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I'm up to a good five and a half hours. That's impressive. That's Every impressive. night. Whoop, whoop. That's great. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I better go and down another espresso, but have the yeah. best day. Okay. Don't work too hard. Oh yeah. Okay. I'll try. You too. Have a great day. Okay. Bye, honey. Bye. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to Sisterhood Unleashed. We'd love for you to come back and join us weekly and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also visit us online at sisterhoodunleashed.ca or on Instagram at sisterhood.unleashed.